politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Now some of the members say, let's take a pause. Let's take a pause. Do you think this virus is taking a pause? Do you think that the rent takes a pause? Do you think that putting food on the table and, or the hunger that comes if you can't takes a pause? It's appropriate that the conversations that are taking place today on this floor about this bill are being done behind a mask because no one can argue with a straight face that many of the provisions are related to coronavirus or have any sense of congressional urgency. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Arkansas Republican Steve Womack reflecting the deep division over the more than $3 trillion pandemic relief package passed by the House. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and Democrats hailed the legislation, saying it would provide hundreds of billions of dollars for state and local governments, extra hazard pay for frontline workers during the pandemic, and $1,200 checks for Americans struggling to make ends meet. Republicans criticized Democrats for being shut out of assembling the massive bill. But Speaker Pelosi argued that the GOP-controlled Senate previously initiated legislation of its own related to the coronavirus. Don't you take pride in the House of Representatives having the same opportunity and privilege as the Republican leadership in the Senate for us to put forth legislation in this terrible fight? But Republicans argued that the legislation amounts to a political wish list for Democrats. California's Tom McClintock said the country can't afford to spend trillions of dollars and criticize the closing down of the economy to deal with COVID-19. The wholesale lockdown of the American people and the deliberate decimation of their livelihoods has been the single most self-destructive folly in our nation's history. These draconian measures have proven much less effective at stopping the virus than we were assured, but have been much more effective at destroying the jobs that people rely upon to feed their families. We have had enough. Democrats, don't take away our future. Give us back our country. Democrats, in turn, accuse Republicans of inaction. Virginia Democrat Jerry Connolly says Americans can't afford to wait. They say wait. Wait for what? The virus to stop spreading, it won't. Wait for another 36 million Americans to have to file for unemployment? To wait for another million businesses to collapse? For another 86,000 Americans to die? The time to act is now if we're going to save this economy and protect public health and safety. Oklahoma's Tom Cole, the ranking Republican on the Rules Committee, responded. We didn't wait. We worked with you and passed four bills. You are wasting time. You're wasting time. You've brought a bill here you know will not pass the Senate. The president will not sign. You decided not to work with us. So please don't accuse us of delay. While hundreds of lawmakers returned to Washington to vote on the bill, Democrats and Republicans agree it won't move forward in the Senate. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has made that clear. The return of lawmakers here to the Capitol also included a contentious debate on a major change for the House, a resolution to allow for remote voting, something that's never been done in the history of Congress. Democrats, led by the chairman of the House Rules Committee, Jim McGovern, say the pandemic presents too many health risks and lawmakers need to adapt. Convening Congress must not turn into a super spreader event. I still believe that we do our best work in person and side by side. 
but we must temporarily embrace technology during this unprecedented time. But Republicans say if essential workers across the country can keep doing their jobs, so should Congress. And many, like Texas Congressman Louis Gohmert, say lawmakers historically have returned to Washington during a wide range of crises throughout American history. How about the million Americans who laid down their lives, not for a wishy-washy, oh, maybe we should be afraid of, we might get something and die. They didn't do that in the Spanish flu days. They didn't do it in the Civil War, but now we're going to do it? Come on. The legislation the House passed allows for a single lawmaker to vote by proxy for up to 10 lawmakers. The resolution also sets guidelines for congressional hearings and oversight done remotely with the help of technology. But the changes only apply during the pandemic. Pandemic. Dr. Anthony Fauci, a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, testified remotely at a Senate hearing. He was asked if advancements related to treatments and development of a vaccine could make a difference for students returning to classes in the fall. The idea of having treatments available or a vaccine to facilitate the re-entry of students would be something that would be a bit of a bridge too far. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine is among many Democrats who raised the issue of testing, pointing to the success of South Korea. The per capita death toll, especially when compared with other nations, is unacceptable, isn't it? Yes, of course. But Fauci acknowledged progress in some states, including South Carolina. Republican Senator Tim Scott noted his state has made major progress on testing. By the end of this month, we will have tested 100% of nursing home residents and the staff that takes care of them. But testing will remain an issue, and health experts say the number will need to continue to ramp up as many states gradually open up. As for Congress, partisan divides have opened up again after lawmakers passed earlier legislation fairly swiftly. It may be some time before the full Congress approves new legislation to address the pandemic. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. 